Welcome to the Family Man Tactical Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. We're coming to you every week to discuss topics for family protectors. We're about creating community for tactical dads and moms, doing the work to become better protectors and providers, and being force multipliers for good. So come on in, sit back, relax, and let's have some fun. Welcome back. Another week, uh, ready to get going. Um, man, it's been a busy, busy time in 2022 already. And I know I hit last week on just kind of a quick podcast, just hit some updates, um, kind of a precursor to what we were going to talk about this week. And uh, yeah, just wanted to touch base. So again, um, you know, things are just going crazy. And I thought, man, this is a good time to start talking about um, how we as family protectors, as parents, um, I know a vast majority, overwhelming majority of the audience is men. Um, So, you know, I thought, wow, this is a good time to talk about, because I'm actually going through it, talk about what it's like when you're on the ropes, uh, to take the the boxing analogy, you know, when you're you're on the ropes, you're just getting pummeled uh, by the opponent, and the analogy being uh, the opponent is just life uh, throwing all these things at you at the at the same time. Um, so yeah, that's that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, probably won't be long because man, I'm I'm doing this podcast in between meetings. Um, I've got all sorts of crazy stuff going on all over the country right now um, that I'm managing remotely in my line of work um, in project management, and uh, yeah. So that's going on. That's happening. Um, before I do that, I want to hit some updates. Um, and again, I I hit this last week, but I want to hit it again. So many cool things are happening with Family Man Tactical and Preparedness. Um, you know that whole thing I had talked about last year where we were going to build community and do the hard work and be for, force multipliers for good? You know, that's actually happening. Um, we're networking with um, other companies. More on that in a second. Um, also, you know, just putting in the work to build this brand. Honestly, it's it's um, in the off hours. I'm spending lots of time. I had a website crash last week <laughs> or over the weekend, and uh, I had to not quite rebuild the website. Thank uh, thank God that I didn't have to rebuild it, but I had to spend some hours. Um, doing a bunch of tech stuff that is kind of over my head. Um, so that was fun in the midst of trying to come down off a crazy week. And so I can say with confidence, um, I am putting in the hard work to build this brand and make connections with people and still put out podcasts and use it so that it's benefiting other people that are maybe in the same situation that want to better protect and provide for their family. Um, and I know that the, the fruit of that, if it, if it comes to that or, or if it becomes something that is bigger than what I intended it to be, I become a force multiplier for, for what I see as good. So that's continuing on, um, trying to find time to do gear reviews. I love all sorts of tactical shooting, firearms, outdoor survival gear. And I continue to, um, you know, grab that gear as I can afford it or have it, um, and review it, put it up uh, on the website, 
and you know hopefully that gets searched for hopefully if you see a good um review up there something that you're like oh this kind of resonates with me you share it with friends and the website gets more traffic the more traffic it gets um google sees that and uh, we become more popular and and then hopefully we can do more with this brand so that's the idea there um again i've i've been uh kind of establishing uh some relationship relationships with um uh, subject matter experts or just cool people really quite honestly in in the preparedness and firearms industry and and one of those is a guy by the name of Steven he um, he owns the adapt or die uh, brand and it's a survival preparedness uh, firearms enthusiast um, brand and I you know I'm probably not even doing it justice it's it's really along the lines of self-reliance and Americana really um, it's cool. He's got a very interesting background, um, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil that because I hope to have him on the podcast and and uh, let him do his thing and really talk about his brand. Um, but you should go over to the website. You can learn more about that yourself over at adapterdie.us, and um, he's also on Instagram at adapterdie.usa. I believe that's his handle. Um, but you can also go over to my Instagram under the highlights reel and click follow them. Um, and he's listed under there. So anyway, uh, we're working there together. Um, he just put up um, the Adapter Die Journal. And uh, I've started to write also um, articles or will be writing more articles. I just sent one over the other day. Um, and that's, that's going to be up. And, and there's a bunch of really interesting folks that are going to be writing for that journal. So if you're into self-reliance or just anything to do with self-defense or being a better protector and provider, man, you got to go check that out. That's going to be really cool. Um, and then he's going to come over and, and uh, do some guest posts over here at Family Man Tactical. So that's news and updates uh, that I'm excited about. Gosh, I know there's other stuff. It's it's just a matter of it's all happening so fast. So can I'll continue to put those out. If you would, though, please sign up for the Family Man Tactical newsletter because when I'm able to clear my brain, get a free minute to outline what's going on, I'll just shotgun an email out and let you all know what's going on. What I don't do is I don't spam people. I know a lot of, a lot of businesses say, hey, you know, you need to be sending out daily e emails to people. I think that's ridiculous. If you and I need to talk on a daily basis, um, if there were that much involved in each other's lives, um, we've prob probably already exchanged um, phone numbers or, um, you know, DM each other on social all the time. So just keep that in mind. If you sign up for the newsletter, um, I've got a free gift in there for you. But the reality is, I'm going to send out a, a note maybe once a month, um, if that, just because I'm not a spammer. Okay, so got some cool updates out of the way. Um, let's get into it. So basically, um, you know, one, one of the things I, I thought would be unique about this brand, maybe, um, not enough people are, are, when they have their companies, are real. They, they don't, there's this facade where it's like, oh, hey, I, I do reviews and I have this like detached persona um, and then I live my real life. But 
I want to be real, as real as I can without being stupid about putting my personal information out there about what I'm going through on the podcast. You know, on the on the Family Man Tactical website, it's more how-to, gear reviews, and learning-based stuff, right? And on the podcast, it's more about being real with other family men, family protectors. I mean, I hope I get more uh, family protector women uh, listening to this show and talk about their topics too, quite honestly. That's not just based for men, but because I am a man, that's my point of view. And, you know, if I've got a struggle or something, a hurdle I'm trying to deal with, I figure, you know what, since I'm actually going through it, why not talk about it? Why not get it out there? And maybe somebody else could benefit from it. And I can at least share what I'm learning and who is helping me tackle whatever hurdle it is. Maybe I don't have a good solution for, um, gosh, I don't even know, uh, water procurement uh, for preparedness. And whatever I've been doing in my area is just not working. Um, and I'm concerned that, hey, if crap ever hits a fan, um, you know, this is going to be a major problem. But, oh, hey, guess what? I, I have this friend that's helped me through this, uh, figure this problem out. And here's what I'm doing about it. And now you all get to benefit. Same thing goes with regular trials and tribulations. That's what we're going to talk about today. But I want to get it out there and say, hey, you know, um, I'm this normal guy. I have pressures and problems. I'm juggling the world just like you. And these are some things that work for me. And if you have some suggestions, you know, I want you to write in. My email's down in the, the show notes. I'll put you on blast in a good way, of course. <laughs> but um, I'll put you out there. Um, you know, reach out to me on Instagram. DM me. You know, uh, that'd be awesome, right? But let's let's use each other to benefit the ones we love um, and create a better society. That's what it's about, really. So uh, the topic of being on the ropes, you know, I, again, I use that analogy of you're in a boxing match and you're just getting pummeled, right? You're just hanging in there. You're protecting your head, protecting your body as best as you can. And these combinations of punches are just coming at you, right? Um, the, the idea of having somebody on the ropes is they can't use their footwork to, to move out of the way like they so they're kind of pressed up against a, a rock in a hard place so to speak and that's that's where that analogy comes from if you're not into boxing is really the person is limiting your ability to move and footwork is so crucial to winning a, a boxing match and um, you know your ability to adapt to maneuver and that plays right into that analogy in life when you're just getting hammered with everything uh, you're so busy trying to um, handle the constraints of the situation you're up against. You're not able to maneuver like if you're dealing with one problem at a time, um, you know, and, and that's where that comes from. And that's kind of what I'm experiencing right now, but I'm thankful for it. And I guess that's, that's the bottom line up front is I'm thankful for these times when everything's coming at you all at once, because if you handle it correctly, if you learn something from, even if you don't handle it correctly, if you learn something from it, you're stronger for the next time around. I think the danger is where you get hit with these seasons in life where everything's coming at you all at the, the same time and you don't learn anything from it. It's just this battle with anxiety of, oh, I hope this doesn't happen. And you end up becoming superstitious. Like you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. 
And I spent a lot of years doing that. I didn't realize it, but that's what I was doing. I'd, I'd get these flurries of all this stuff going on and I'd be waiting for to react instead of saying, hey, I know these times are going to come. This is what I'm going to do to mitigate or make the best of it. And each time I'm going to learn something new. So each time I'm going to get better and better at handling these random flurries. And what I'm not going to do is be superstitious like, um, you know, if I handle myself accordingly in this way in life, this will never happen to me. Because it's it's just not true. Bad things happen to good people, right? And good things happen to bad people. That's Those things aren't going to be righted until we're on the other side of life, right? You know, and that's what I believe anyway as a Christian that, you know, um, things are going to be uh, straightened out <laughs> at the end uh, when you meet your maker. Um, one way or the other, you know, Jesus said that the first will be last and the last to be first. So trying to figure out why this is happening to me, why I'm getting hit with a flurry of things, I don't know. Maybe the Lord wants me to learn something. Maybe it's just a consequence of the path I've chosen in life. Either way, I'm going to learn something. So a couple things. Um, let's see. My situation. So right now, I'm, and this is important. I'm going somewhere with it. I promise. Okay. Right now I'm in a position at work, um, where I'm handling a lot. I went from being a, a senior consultant to kind of handling a whole platform and running the forecast and being responsible for the numbers, um, the dollars that are generated every year. I've got a tremendous amount of support um, from leadership. It's a huge company. This is not a small thing. And I could easily let it consume me if I'm not careful because it does, you get to a certain position in your job and I don't care whether you're a janitor or whether you're a CEO, every job has its capacity to consume you, uh, especially for driven people that want to be the best, want to, Maybe not, I don't want to say be the best like it's like it's some ego thing, but just they want to do good work, right? It can consume you. And I got to be careful because in the position I'm in now, it can consume me to the point where I don't spend any time with my kids, no time with my wife, and thank God I'm not traveling again. The job I'm in could have me traveling three weeks out of a month easy. So I got to be careful. And a lot is going on with that right now. Um, so I have to be careful because it's on my mind all the time because I want to do a good job. Um, and hey, if you're not willing to do that job, somebody else is. Here's where my line of demarcation is. If I can't figure out a way to manage the position I'm in um, and all this stuff is coming at me, I need to make a career change. And I don't want to do that because I worked very hard to get into the position that I'm in. And I've been told I'm a subject matter expert at this job. Meh. You know, I'm probably my hardest critic, so I don't necessarily know that I'm, uh, I don't feel like I'm the grand poobah of it. But to other people that don't know and they're coming to you for help, you seem like a, a severe expert, right? Okay. 
So that's where my line of demarcation is. If I can't get to, if I get to the point where I literally, no matter how hard I try, can't spend any time with my wife, kids, get exercise done, and my Bible reading done every day, there's a problem and it needs to be fixed. And I'm not talking about, oh, you had a couple 16-hour days in a row. I'm talking about these 16-hour days do not stop. And they're going on into the weekend or into whatever your downtime is, you know, and it's bleeding over. We got a problem and we need to fix it. So that's that's one thing there. And I'm going somewhere with that because as this is going on, it's easy to get caught up in my mind of, oh, I got to do this, 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 this. At some point, something's got to be, a plug has got to be pulled and we got to prioritize. For instance, I've got five different people coming at me. All of them have seemingly important problems at my work, right? The first couple are probably from leadership or upper management or whatever. And I take those and they those guys set, those ladies, those guys, whatever, they set the priority of where the corporation is going, right? Okay, cool. Um, I better pay attention to what they're saying. Now, I'm not saying that there's not a conflict sometimes of, hey, I understand you want me to do this, but I have something that I'm working on that is is big picture and is taking a lot of my attention. How would you like me to handle this? They go, oh, I didn't even realize that that is such an issue for you. Yeah, don't worry about it. That conversation is kind of, let's set that aside, okay? But they come with a priority that needs to be met now. And you also have your current work where there, there's a priority that needs to be to happen now, okay? And then you have somebody that is coming to you for maybe mentoring or expert advice and they have an urgent issue, okay? Now look, you're an expert because you help people, right? And you you help them do a bunch of cool stuff and you are also have the work in front of you that you're doing and then you also have leadership. And these things are all coming at once and you gotta prioritize. And sometimes I know that's difficult uh, especially for me, because I want to be all things to all people. And I just can't be. And I guess this, there's there's a corollary between my what I'm going through at work right now and what it would be like in an extended emergency where you're trying to do all sorts of networking because, look, you need a community and a preparedness environment to watch your back. You can't be on alert 24 seven. You can't be on alert uh, 16 out of 24 hours. Okay. You're going to be tired. You got to have some downtime. Um, you've got to have a sleep schedule, right? So you've got that. Then you've got your family's needs and then you've got all your security needs and information prep and all that kind of stuff that's going on. That's driving the ultimate direction of how you handle this, this preparedness event, right? So very similar to, it's just, it's the same thing, just different people and names and faces and situations. That's it. That's the same concept is what I'm saying. So the, the first thing is the people that are coming to me, I can't hold their hand through everything. The people that are coming to me at work and saying, hey, I need your expert advice on this. If I'm too busy generating the dollars that keep our division going, at some point, I'm going to have to be very smart and say, hey, in a, in a very appropriate way, you've got this skill set. You got here for a reason. What do you think? Bring a solution to me and maybe I can fact check it instead of making the solution for them, doing the work for them and essentially 
doing their job, right? Hey, what do you think you should do? Come up with a couple different avenues, bring it back to me and be happy to fact check it for you. That's a good way to handle that. And I've had to get more used to doing that uh, because I'm a, I'm a problem solver. I go in there and I say, hey, yeah, I'll fix that for you. Watch this. Okay. And I get to work and it's fun for me, but I can't be all things to everybody. The other thing is I've had to get more efficient with how I handle my work. A lot of the areas of inefficiencies I enjoyed because I was a senior consultant before I was wearing the hat of handling maybe five or six projects. And I got really good at being efficient there, but then I had to become even more efficient and it's a growth thing. So now I have to lean on my ability to delegate a little bit more. And again, I'm a work doer, right? I don't jump in there and say, you do this, you do this, you do this. Now I have to do that because some part of that's my job as a project manager, but I've had to do that even more. Um, and also, you know, one of the things that I've learned when it comes to uh, dealing with upper management and the, the C-suite is that you've got to get in there and say, okay, I understand this is a priority. This is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'd like to do. Just like I'm asking the people that are coming to me for expert help, I do the same thing with uh, upper management or the C-suite and I lead up the chain and, and, and go in there and do exactly what I'm asking other people to do and say, hey, I've got an issue here. I see what you're asking me to do. This is what I'm doing here to support that. And here's where my conflict is. Here's what I propose we do, given what I know you want. What do you think? And what it does is one, it doesn't waste their time. And two, it doesn't waste my time. So that's how I've been prioritizing work. Now, take a step back for a second. That's, that's going to make me a little bit more lean and able to handle work and not be so stressed about it. I've got to be able to delegate and I've also got to make sure that when I do come to people and have those conversations, I'm not having meetings going on for an hour when we could get this stuff figured out in 15 minutes, right? It's on me to make that happen. So take a step back. I'm a dad. I'm a husband. Look, there's no more important job. Obviously, I have to provide for them. Do I have to provide at this job? I could provide at a different job. So again, if it becomes too much, they're the priority, not the career. I always cringe when I hear people say, my career, my career. Look, if your identity is your career, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I think it's off base. Now, that's, that's, if, that's if you're a family person. Your identity is your family. That's your identity. That's your legacy. 25, 50, 75 years from now, no one's going to remember you at your work if that company still exists. It'll probably be gobbled up in another 10 years by some merger or acquisition. That's just how it goes. And so I try to remember that. It's not always easy. Like I said, I have a propensity to get consumed by my work. So I'm not preaching as, as much as I'm saying these are things I've learned so that I can survive and still have a family to come back to because I'm telling you, man and ladies, <laughs> a 
work consumes people, and then the whole reason why they were trying to provide a nice life for their family, they don't have a family to come back to. Sometimes you just gotta take time out. You gotta say, no, I'm not answering that phone. These are after working hours. I've been, that's why I give so much all the time at work, honestly. And this is another tip or trick um, that I've learned. I give more than what I'm asked to give. Because when the times I do take out and the time I do turn off the phone, I don't want any crap. I don't want anybody to tell me, you know, I really need you on this meeting and you should be here because I'm always given the proverbial 110%. That's, that's another key I've learned to being indispensable. No one's truly indispensable, but you want to make yourself indispensable to the point where if it's between you and not having you, your company's going to go, eh, we're not going to live without that person. And again, I don't care if it's a janitor position. I don't care if it's a C-suite position. You want to be indispensable. And I think that work ethic has been lost on our country. But that's a whole nother topic. So family's got to be the priority. I'm on the ropes. The family's a priority. <sighs> what does that tell you about Family Man Tactical and everything I'm doing here? If I have to protect and provide, and I'm doing that with my normal day job and my family is the priority there over my uh, or the check and balance against my normal career. What does that make Family Man Tactical and what I'm trying to do here? I'll tell you, it makes it expendable. As much as I love the idea of going ahead and starting this brand and getting it to just go off the charts and really just put all my energy into it. I realize that might not happen. Maybe that's not God's will for my life. Maybe it's just not going to work out because I don't have, I'm not willing to sacrifice my family. And I really think in business, if, if you want something to be successful, you look at the most successful people in business or any brand, anything, any venture that they launch. They have to be willing to make sacrifices. I'm not willing to sacrifice my family, time I'll never get back for a brand like Family Man Tactical. As, as awesome as I think this idea is and as cool as it is to network with other people, I'm only willing to put in a certain amount of time. Um, and I feel good about that. And that's also why I feel like there's some integrity there to this brand is the fact that I talk about real stuff on the podcast. I give my opinion on gear reviews based in time I've spent in the field with qualified people learning cool things. If it goes beyond that, if it's something like I have to do what the latest trend is to keep the traffic coming in, then I've started down this road to pandering towards whatever the latest trends are. And I got to be real careful about that. Um, and I also have to be really careful about making extra tasks for myself to do in an already complicated schedule when I'm quote unquote on the ropes. And I guess that's what it is too, is making sure that I'm prioritizing. I talked about prioritizing my, my daily job and keeping that in check, making sure I prioritize my family and keep them at the top of the list. And I need to do a good job at that. I need to do better. There's always room for improvement. 
And I hope you are doing the same thing where you're constantly putting yourself in check there. Um, I mean, that's, that's what a dad's job is to do. He's got to, you know, he's got to put himself in check on a regular basis because we're all fallible, right? So that's what I'm experiencing there. Um, the other thing with, you know, and I kind of hit on this at the beginning is when you're on the ropes, let's say you're doing everything right. You're prioritizing work. You're prioritizing your family. Any side stuff you're putting into the proper check and balance where that needs to go. But you're still on the ropes. And yeah, it might suck. Yeah, it's bad, you know, or uncomfortable or whatever. But there's got to be something I can learn from this. There's got to be something I can learn from this. And so when I start to ratchet down a bit um, and being on the ropes, that time period in your life kind of wanes a little bit. I like to look back and say, okay, what have I learned from this? Well, one, maybe I'm not signing myself up for something. I don't like, you know, what? I've learned to stop being obligated to do things. Truly. It's, it's one thing if somebody calls you up and says, hey, I've got a major problem. I need you to help me with this. If this person keeps calling you up for things that as an advanced adult should be able to handle and is choosing not to or keeps choosing the unwise path, you have to disengage and say, look, this, is, this goes back to that whole thing where um, I was talking about at work where somebody comes to you for expert advice. You're an adult. You're a functioning member of society. Um, you didn't get to where you're at because you're an idiot. So what do you think you should do? Well, I don't know. Don't come to me with an I don't know if you're a grown adult. Come to me with, hey, I think I'm supposed to do this, but now I don't know because of these. That's cool. We can talk about that. And look, I put my money where my mouth is. I drop my stuff for my friends and I handle stuff. But I've also come across people that are stuck in a rut. They refuse to get help. They refuse to do the hard things to make the situation correct. And look, I've been one of those people. So I get to say that with some authority as I beat my head against a brick wall, trying to do the same thing over and over again, not taking good advice. So I, it's with humility that I say that because I've actually done that. Okay. But I have getting back to what can I learn from this is maybe sometimes don't engage in parts of your work that you know will suck you into a portion that's not your job. Don't engage with people that are going to suck you into their problems and don't really want help. It's a waste. It's just a waste. So I know maybe it sounds a little heartless uh, because, but I'm an empathetic person. I, I truly, I was talking to a good friend of mine a couple days ago, and he brought up the point of when people are going through hard situations, you can empathize with them. You can, to an extent, be, you know, be concerned, but you can't start to carry their burdens to the point where they're not, you're just enabling them. You're just saying, oh yeah, this is fun to carry this burden instead of helping them out. Um, 
And just something to think about there. And it, that's not contrary to the Bible verse that says we're to bear each other's burdens as as Christians. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about where there's this emotional release where you continue to talk about the same problem, but no progress is ever made, right? So that's that's something that in business and in life, I think when we go through these times where we're on the ropes and we're trying to handle all these situations and be everything to everybody, um, that we have to recognize those areas where um, somebody's just wasting our time and maybe not on purpose, but they are. They're just wasting wasting our time. Um, and I, I want to also be cognizant that I'm not also wasting other people's time um, with with my problems when I already know there's a solution to the issue. So that's that, right? Um, so, hey, we hit kind of what I'm going through, what I've kind of learned um, with not only helping people I'm in business with, but doing my work and then also answering to leadership. So just kind of across the, the board there, hitting on all three channels um, my recognition of how I prioritize those items and the fact that I know these situations are going to come. What can I learn from it? What can I get better at from it? And keep bobbing and weaving as the analogy goes. That's just life. We got to suck it up. We got to be tough. We got to come along people that are struggling on the ropes. That's why I did this is because I spent so many years just building silly anxiety over these periods, knowing that they were going to come. And I'd be thinking about, oh my gosh, uh, what do I happen when, when this project lands and everything goes crazy? Well, guess what? You're going to get through it just like you did last time. And you're going to come out better because you're going to learn. Otherwise, if you don't learn, you're just going to get swept away and they'll find somebody who can do this. This, you know, If you can't prioritize your family first, uh, your family will find somebody else. Um, at least that's what I know people stay in loveless marriages and marriages that they're they're not being fulfilled. But that's not the situation in the U.S. That's why the divorce rate is so high is because people are not taking care of each other. And the fact that they've completely become, you know, turned their eyes to all sorts of other attractions. Right. But the fact of the matter is, if you're not taking care of your family, somebody will somebody else will swoop in and take care of your family for you. That's just how it goes. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's life. So, you know, it's, it's again, being on the ropes is not this, oh, don't worry, hang in there. No, you got to think, you got to act, you got to prioritize, you got to execute. And then you got to get off the ropes. That's the big ticket for me is learning how to get off the ropes, maneuver, and, and not just be a victim that, that takes all these things. Yes, it's good to learn. Yes, it's good to prioritize. You got to protect your head. You got to protect your body. Now you got to transition back and forth. Again, I keep going back to this analogy. You get my point, hopefully. But you got to find an opening to maneuver on whatever is coming at you. And that's another thing that I'm always trying to pay attention for. I learned because I'd just be in there taking the punches, taking the punches and waiting for the punches to end. And they won't. Life is going to keep coming at us. And it seems like a problem with the car. The car never breaks down unless you're in the midst of a bunch of stuff you're trying to get done, you know. And that's how I became kind of superstitious, like, oh, you know, when it rains, it pours. Yeah, it does. And sometimes 
you think life could never get better, and then something amazing happens on top of that. So, look, it all happens when it happens. we got to learn from uh, these experiences. When you're on the ropes, keep bobbing and weaving. Keep going after it. How many knockouts in, in uh, a boxing match happen when a guy's off the on the ropes there and he's maneuvering, maneuvering, and he sees an opening and he takes that shot, and the guy that had him on the ropes ends up getting knocked out? That's who I want to be in life. I want to be able to handle those things. And and one of the things that I can do, one, I, I already hit on this last year in a podcast. I'm going to redo the podcast and get it back up. Essentially, it was how to handle stress and anxiety and stuff like that. One of the things, you know, is definitely making sure your time your time um, with God. If you're not a Christian, I implore you to be searching. I really do. It's God will listen and he'll provide peace and wisdom if you're in your Bible and you're praying and, and doing what you should be doing there. Um, and honestly, and it all comes down to it, I got to say this. This is my podcast. I can talk what, about whatever I want. Um, there's no greater peace than knowing that you're right with God, that uh, you're right with Jesus Christ. That's something that takes a huge weight off my shoulders is knowing where my ultimate home is. And knowing that I have the backing of the creator to do my job. The other thing is exercising, man. I Every time I get into a situation where I'm on the ropes, I find myself not exercising. So I have to get better at that. So there we go. That's it. I know it was kind of jumbled. I'm not shy about this. I, I don't. I write an outline. I don't script these. I just talk like I'm talking with a friend over a beer, a coffee, even a spiced latte, okay? I don't drink those, but whatever. The point is, I'm talking with you the way I talk with my buddies, with genuine care about the, the topic. Because um, I know there's a lot of people out there going through the same situations that I am. They want to be a good man. They want to be a good father and a protector, a provider. We're all just trying to do the best we can, right? Hey, so... Look, um, I think I hit everything I wanted to hit. Yeah. That's, uh, if I seemed a little bit jumbled, that's because I'm going through what I'm actually talking about right now. I'm on the ropes. Um, and it's not all bad. Sometimes it's good on the ropes. Sometimes they're good problems to have. Like, oh, I don't know. You're super employed. <laughs> okay. I just got to keep it in check to make sure it doesn't harm my family. Um, that I keep my side venture, Family Man Tactical, in the holding pattern that it needs to be. Um, and look at Family Man Tactical is not something that has to be grown to uh, fame and stardom overnight. Um, I don't even really think I want that for this brand. I just want it to help people and uh, be something cool that provides value. The big thing is, just prioritize, learn, and look for those opportunities to get off the ropes there. Just hang in there. I know that's such horrible advice. Just hang in there. But no, that's, to me, that's what hang in there means is, you know, bide your time. Look for that opening. Keep prioritizing. Keep staying efficient. If a major correction needs to happen, then step in there and do it. And that's part of taking that opening too. If people are asking for too much from you, it's okay to say no. 
even if they're not asking for too much, if they're asking for something that doesn't align with what you know to be right for you and what your job is as a protector, provider, um, husband, father, mother, wife first, and it doesn't line up with God's will for you, then it needs to change, right? And and I can't tell you that, and your boss can't tell you that, um, or your employer, employees can't tell you that if you own a business. You know, that's something that you got to work out with uh, your creator and your spouse and your family. That's it. Hey, that's how I'm trying to get better and survive through this thing called life and ultimately provide value to those around me. Um, and I'm just sharing it. I don't have it all figured out. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not the man. I'm just a man. And I want to be a good man. And I want to be a good friend and father and husband. That's it. That's all I want. Um, that's what I want to be remembered for. Um, so if you found any of this valuable, send me a note. Tell me you found it valuable. Even if you didn't, send me a note. Tell me where I'm wrong. Tell me what you think maybe is missing or should be there um, instead of something else. You know, um, I'm interested what the readers think. I'm always happy to see notes when somebody sends one out and says, hey, I listened to this podcast. This is good or this is bad. You should fix this. Um, that's cool too. Again, you're not going to hurt my feelings. I deal with folks all over the country every single day. Again, from uh, very high positions in, in what our society is to uh, seemingly low positions. They all are valuable to me. They all are worth listening to and conversing with. And I learn something from every type of person. So if you reach out, just know that's the kind of guy you're talking to. I'd love to hear from you. Please go check out our website. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And please also sign up for our newsletter. Um, it's in the show notes. And that would be so cool. Hey, I don't know what our next topic is going to be on. And I keep promising guests I have to get the software figured out how to do that remotely with people that I want to chat with. So that's on my list. I just need to get it done. But again, I'm on the ropes and I got to prioritize and figure this all out. So until I do that, I'm going to keep kicking out these, these uh, podcasts as we have topics to talk about. Hopefully you find uh, some value in it. And uh, if not, I'm sure there's some other podcast you could listen to. Anyway, I hope all is well with you. Um, the week is young, so let's go get it. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon.